You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Aloha, Questers. Welcome back to The Quest for 100. As the wonderful voice says, as always, I'm Brian, joined by Justin. Buenos dias. Oh, whoa. Well, it's been a little while since uh, since we've been um, recorded an episode. Um, both Justin and myself have been on a little little bit of vacation, um, a little R and R. Yeah, um, but but we didn't forget about you. No, we we. And for all they know, for all you guys know, we've been on track and we are recording the same day every single week, and we're on point. But but really, it's a lot of work in the back end, working with our schedules, trying to get this to actually uh, get get posted on on a Thursday now. Yeah. So Hold so to us. as as you always update everybody, we're a weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we release on on Thursdays. So uh, we've had to record on some various days, but but we're mm-hmm. we've been pretty consistent with the, the Thursday thing. So yep. um, been pretty proud about that. Yeah. F- episode fourteen. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that that we've done this for 14 straight weeks. I know that is so wild. Yeah. Wow. Well, I I don't mind it. Yeah, I you don't want, either. You want to do another one? I uh, might as well. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's try to get to 100. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So why don't we start off? Uh, what do we got since last time, Justin? What happened? Well, uh, since last time, I was uh, actually on vacation, and I was in Costa Rica. Um. Went for a friend's wedding. I think I alluded to it in, in some earlier uh, podcasts, but went for a friend's wedding. Um, and they had this beautiful venue, not only venue, but actually the place that they were staying was um, this place called Casa Fantastica. Whoa. And it that, was Fantastica. Yeah. Uh, All inclusive? Uh, so they had, so unfortunately, we did not stay there, but they stayed there with their family and oh, okay. had like 10 bedrooms and whatnot. And uh, this place had, I wish I, I would try to, to uh, spin a web of words here that try to describe this, but yeah. it was the most amazing view. Infinity pool. It had all the amenities you can think of. They, they got breakfast and dinner cooked for them every single day mm-hmm. and full staff and whatnot. But um, they got married at this venue and just overlooked, um, you know, a, a gorgeous i mean you're looking over a jungle and then right to the water and the beach and like these gorgeous huge rocks it just it felt like i was in a movie yeah um and so that was really cool um and then uh we we did some zip lining Ooh. which was fun that yeah. was my first time terrified yeah um i uh my my wife was the bold one of the two of us mm-hmm. uh she did one upside down which was pretty pretty cool did you do like a tandem one holding hands no we didn't do that in fact we did a uh, so the one that we went to was the longest uh dual zip line Mm -hmm. in central america wow um i think it was over a mile long wow and and you go at the same time as somebody else so where you think like oh we could hold hands no we were racing (laughs) and and you almost had to race because it was it was just um so long that so many people would like you know, if you stop to like, you know, chill and spin around and all that other stuff, you're stopping mid, you know, halfway down. Zipline, yeah. Yeah, zipline. And you then have to like 
pull yourself back or uh. have the guide help you out. So they say, like, you know, it's going to be a great view and all that. And it was. But you just got to tuck yourself in and just go. And so I did that. And I got a little more body weight than my wife. So I just <laughs> flew. <laughs> I, was, I was like, later, dudes. And just I was out. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I beat her in that race. We did not hold hands. Um, but she was bolder than I. I, I will say that. I, I did not have the kahuntas to uh, to go upside down, and she did. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we did that. But wildlife, honestly, that was my favorite part. Um, we saw so many. We saw sloths and monkeys and armadillo and scarlet macaws. It was just, I mean, it was, I'm not even a photographer, but now I'm inspired to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. I think I took that on in our uh, group trip that we went on. But um, it just, I took so many photos and it just was beautiful. Everything was just so awesome. Yeah. And, uh so yeah, I, it was an awesome time, and I did one thing that I, I, it wasn't on my bucket list, but I think it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, at the wedding, uh, the um, the bride and groom, uh, because it was at the the house at the venue and with the infinity fantastica, board, fantastica, they uh, we were you know hanging out, drinking, you know, doing normal uh, wedding reception stuff, and um, they jumped in the pool with their clothes on. And I was like, whoa, that's really cool. And then my wife, who, again, is very bold all of a sudden, was was like, we should do it too. And like, because nobody else was doing it. And, we, and she's like, we should do it too. I was like, okay. So we jumped in fully. Clo- we took out our phones and whatnot, but jumped in fully clothed into the pool, which, again, felt like a movie. It literally felt like a cheesy movie moment. Yeah. And we did it. And then everybody else from the wedding party did it too. And it was Sweet. such an, oh, it was such an epic moment. So I will remember that moment. For, for a long time funny or not funny question but uh question for you yeah. was it a was it a chlorine filled pool or was it i don't think so i because i think that might have screwed some stuff up yeah. and my my attire actually was okay afterwards uh, i wore an, an, a pretty nice shirt and it was maybe uh, salt water it, it might have been I, I don't know it didn't feel like chlorine yeah i will, I will say that it didn't uh, like you know we were swimming in and out of it and uh, i don't remember a chlorine taste or whatever it is <laughs> smell um i don't remember any of that but yeah. yeah no so it was it was a great time um but uh yeah how how was your trip over there it it was it was really good so went to the island of Kauai. um as we talked about the last time mm-hmm. i just had to check out Kauai because i typically go to the big island of, of hawaii uh for my trips to hawaii and Kauai, I I did enjoy it. I okay. I, I did enjoy All it. Right. I don't know if it's taken over my favorite island yet. Um, well, there's a yet in there. It, it's a very romantic spot for sure. Like perfect, <laughs> perfect <laughs> for, for you, single Brian. guy, single <laughs> yeah. guy. Um, okay, but the views are really good. Um, you know the the greenery and the mountains and and everything. Um, really cool. Um, went to Waimea Canyon, which is. Uh, quoted as the uh, Grand Canyon of the Pacific, oh, which is really interesting. I mean, you've got this mountain, and it's basically like this huge canyon that was, you know, created by uh, uh, you know a stream mm-hmm. over millions and millions of years, um, and it did rain quite a bit. Okay, um, but but not too bad in terms of it would rain for about ten minutes about every hour. Yeah, um, and oh. and and so not like. You could go do something and then just 
kind of had to have a backup plan in terms of like, oh, it could pour on you in about 10 minutes. Yeah. So you have to have some strategic plan of, okay, I can go hide underneath here for yeah. and wait it out for the 10 minutes. Like yeah. we went and golfed a couple of times and, and all of the, at the end of each hole, there's a shelter so that you can just sit in your cart underneath this shelter wow. so that. I mean, for one of them, we had to wait about 20 minutes, and it was a torrential downpour, flooding in, um, on the greens and everything. And But then after that, it was fine, and we continued playing, and we finished our round. And wow. Yeah, it was fine. It, Hawaii is one of the weirdest weather places that yeah. I've been to. I went to Maui, and it was, it was very similar to that. Not Maybe not as much rain, but it was at least like once an hour, and it could, you know, might be a torrential downpour and then be perfectly sunny yep. or just like a spritz for 15 minutes and then, you know, it's done. Well, and the, the, the thing I like about the Big Island specifically is that you have the dry side and you have the wet side. So mm. if you go on to the dry side in, Co- in the Kona area, uh, you can really, I mean, it, it's it's a uh, arid climate and it really doesn't rain that much hmm. you go on to the other side and it's almost raining similar to that like yeah. every hour yeah. uh and we stayed up in princeville and Kauai, and so that's kind of on the rainy side and mm-hmm. and so you kind of expected that but then you went down to waimea and that's more of the arid side similar to where kona is um on the big island and it's you know didn't rain at all and was super sunny and um, the clouds just kind of parted around that little area. Um, there's just not as many people down there as there is in Kona. Um, but man, I, uh, I liked it. Traffic was horrible. Um, uh, one guy was telling me that they really switched from sugarcane to tourism in about 2012. Oh. And they're just infrastructure. They really have – it's one road going around the entire island, and, yeah. and everybody's got to take that's, that road. That's how uh, Maui was, too, where yeah. it was just one big road, and if something happened, yep. you're stuck in traffic for hours. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, – but but overall, good trip. Um, got a few more crazy trips coming up yeah. for, for work, but, um, you know, uh, got some little reactions before that, so. Yeah. Well, good. Well – I would say that we were going to places of our dreams, if you would. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, I feel like we should we should jump into this uh, this topic. So uh, you know, as as Brian mentioned, we are once a week, but uh, this topic this week is is on uh, the many sides of our dreams. Um, and this was an interesting one, as as Brian and I, you know, did some research into this. I felt like I learned. A lot, and hopefully you will as well as we talk about some of this stuff and and uh, even have some fun debates at the end. Yeah. So let's let's uh, do a little bit of a dream news. You're a newsman. Did I ever tell you otherwise? Punch me in the face. All right. So I've got I've got three options for you, Justin. Would you like to? Uh, I just couldn't select just one of these. So oh, okay. I'm going to give you an option. Do you want to hear about uh, B6? Okay. Netflix or night food? Oh, I thought you were going to rhyme again. Uh, ooh, I like night food. Let's do night food. All right, night food. So um, night food uh, is a uh, ice cream company that has started to produce sleep-friendly uh, ice cream. Oh, okay. basically, Basically, their deal is that they've, they've taken them out a lot of the um, 
the fats and um, lactose and things like that that are um, not, uh, uh, how do you say, conducive to sleeping. Okay. Because if yeah. you if you were to have ice cream right before you sleep, um, there are things like lactose and, and all those fatty acids yeah. that are not good for your actual sleep process. Okay. And so th- they've started to make a ice cream that um, is without all of that stuff. Um, and, and they're not replacing that with things like melatonin and some of those sleep sure. aids. Um, <laughs> that would be interesting. They're just drugging your ice cream to <laughs> let you sleep faster. Yeah. Um, so so really they're just taking out a lot of the sugars and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really couldn't find you exactly what was in it, unfortunately. Okay. But um, I do know that uh, I looked at the Amazon um, uh, reviews, and everybody loved it on Amazon. Oh, interesting. Are they a brand new company? Do you know, or they've been around? I've never heard I, of them. I, so I I'd never heard of them either. Um, it, it says um, that they're they're coming out with all of this food now, so um, you can order it in bulk on Amazon um, right now. But um, they're they've got five reviews and and they've got uh, five stars. If they have five reviews, then they're a new company. <laughs> <laughs> or they're a terrible old company. We're going to lean towards the new. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, as uh, an ice cream lover, I, uh, you know, I sometimes will fancy a little little bit of ice cream at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's interesting. So their their flavors are Cherry Eclipse, Full Moon Vanilla, Midnight Chocolate, After Dark Mint Chip, Cold Brew Decaf, Cookies and Dreams, Milk and Cookie Dough, and Breakfast and Bed. Uh, no, Bed and Breakfast, excuse me, which is a maple ice cream with waffle chunks. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And dairy-free, right? Dairy, or lactose-free. I think that means dairy-free. Well, yeah, Maybe. ish. I don't know. Because like, that's, uh, you know, something I got to consider with, with my wife. Um, interesting, though, I... Again, as someone who likes ice cream, um, you know, and, the sh- and I don't know. I'm curious on the sugar front too, because sugar is always a big one. One, it's they say, well, this may be more a weight thing, but you really shouldn't eat late. But um, but anytime you're eating sugar that late, it's gonna you know potentially yeah. keep you up a little bit. Yeah. So they they've they've got more um, increased magnesium, zinc, and calcium in their um, in in their ice cream, which those all are supposed to help with uh sleeping so yeah well uh and my news uh is it's an interesting one because um one uh you don't have an option so it's uh <laughs> <laughs> literally just one um but no there in the dream world i think in the dream world ooh, that sounds fun um no in um in you know dream statistics or even just dream studies there's so many con- there's so many studies on dreams because I think people are fascinated by it. Yeah. And there'll be some things that as we go into, like, especially the knowledge piece. And it's hard to be tangible about it, too. Yeah. Like, it's re- really hard to say, like, oh, this sleep study is the best way to do a sleep study because, right. like, you're asleep. How can you actually right. study it? Yeah. Properly? And then, and it's, you know, um, you know, self proclaimed um, data that, you know, people think they saw something or heard or whatever it is. Um, so it, it can be a little bit of challenging. So, uh, you know, finding 
the right dues is, is also challenging. So take this with some grain of salt, but um, there was some study done into um, if dreams affect your mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually looked at it from a couple different um, aspects. And um, so the the research on the topic suggested that um, stress or low mood, particularly that caused by mood disorders, can affect your dreams, uh, while troubled dreams can neg- negatively affect your mood. Um, and there was a couple other sidebars that I thought were interesting with this um, that um, that talked about like going into sleep and and dreams in particular are something that actually help um, help you process what's happening in your life. So mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of things and um, you know that like post and pre and all that other stuff that factor into all this. But I thought it was interesting that you know dreams in a lot of ways and, and there's some reports that that talk about how when you dream like if you come into it with like a lot of on your mind you're really stressed you're more likely to have nightmares or uh, a stressful dream or anxiety in your dream yep. um but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing it could also it could just mean that you're processing it and at times you might wake up and be you know completely fine or happy because your dreams almost in some ways helped you either solve a problem or even just without unconsciously you know solve solve issues. yeah totally so. totally i can see that yeah i i feel like i've my dreams have not necessarily helped solve problems but uh uh you go through a situation and in a dream state and now feel confident that you can go through that that same situation in real life yeah yeah agreed so uh let's let's take this to our next segment which um we like to call dropping knowledge so um we typically do this this every single week where we'll um give a little bit of history and a little bit of stats and um like i said the stats portion is something that uh there's not a ton of stats there's a ton of studies on it and i think i'll jump into some of that but Brian typically covers a lot of our our history and and um, which is hard to do with it dreams. Is. When was the first dream, Brian? Yeah, exactly. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, basically, basically, dreams have dated back to the history of man, and, yeah. and as long as man was recording their history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of took a little bit of a different spin uh, in, in terms of looking more at like what sleep is and mm-hmm. and you know, the causation of dreams. Um, so, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, dreams were th- thought to be a part of, uh, of a reality and could be a message from God or, mm-hmm. you know, the people who are dead. Um, and, and that's really kind of where it started. Um, obviously you had, uh, Sigmund Freud and, and some of those mm-hmm. other very influential um, researchers who came along and kind of studied it. But um, and as far as sleep, so just so everybody's on the same page, um, there's really four uh, stages of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, some people kind of say there's a fifth stage of it, but there's really mainly four stages. Um, and and they're, uh, it's called NREM or non, uh, non-REM. Mm-hmm. So 
non-rapid eye movement is what they yeah, acronym- we might refer to REM a couple times in this podcast, or at least I will. So yeah, that's that's what that means. If you ever hear REM's, REM sleep or REM cycle, that, that's what we're rapid eye to. movement is what it's called, mm-hmm. and, and that's um, so non-REM. There's there's three stages of non-REM. Um, stage one uh, is a light sleep, which lasts about five to ten minutes. Um, and if you're woken up during this period, you probably don't even realize that you were asleep. So mm-hmm. uh, I, that happens to me a lot. Yep. I just get woken up by somebody and like, oh, no, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, stage two lasts about 20 minutes. Um, and this is really when the body temperature drops, um, heart rate becomes slower. And people actually spend about 50% of their time uh, during that, this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we move to stage three which is the delta sleep. And uh, this is where your delta waves in your brain start to transmit, and, and they're very deep, slow brain waves um, that kind of slow everything down for you. Um, and this is where people sometimes split this into two different stages, mm-hmm. saying this is three and four or just stage three. Uh, but your muscles really relax your blood pressure and your breathing rate drop. And this is actually when most of the deepest sleep actually occurs. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, this is actually when, if if you know any sleepwalkers, this is when sleepwalking would happen Yeah, is, is stage three. Okay. Um, so then we go to uh, REM sleep, and this is stage four. And, and um, one thing that's interesting about sleep is that they don't actually happen in these like one through four stages. Um, what typically actually happens is you go from one to two to three, and then back to two, oh. and then to four, what? and then back to two. Interesting. Yeah. That's so odd. so um, so it's not in this linear sequence, uh, which is kind of why you have some people who say that there's actually uh, five stages because sure. they're saying that fourth stage is actually part of stage two um but um so so the REM sleep rapid eye movement is kind of when uh the brain becomes most active uh body relaxed and is immobilized and a a thing called glycine is produced which immobilizes muscles Mm -hmm. um to prevent well one of the thoughts is this is actually to prevent you from acting out some of your dreams this is where most of your dreams occur doesn't mean all of your dreams occur this uh, at this point. Sure. Uh, but you spend about 20% of your time here. Um, and um, you'll cycle through this about uh, four to five times a night, depending on how long you're sleeping for mm-hmm. um, and, and how well you're sleeping and everything. Yeah. But um, uh, and, and the reason most of the dreams that you remember or, or uh, know about um, – happen in REM sleep is because this is most often when you're woken up. Um, it's also when the dreams are the most vivid. Mm-hmm. So so that makes it uh, easier to, to remember those. Um, I found it interesting that women are actually uh, more f- frequent to recall dreams than men. Okay. Not really sure why. Yeah. But they didn't really go into that research. Mm-hmm. But... Um, well, I also read that uh, women and men tend to again. This is you know just based off a lot of a lot of different studies, but 
tend to dream differently. Uh, you know, men's dreams are are a little bit more aggressive. They, you know, will sometimes have weapons or they'll be even more sexual at times. Yeah. Uh, whereas women are more um, will, are more likely to, you know. Uh, focus on something like clothing or something like that. And again, that's that seems very sexist as I say it out loud, but that are that is what a lot of the studies have pointed to. Yeah. One of the other reasons that um, y- you um, ha- may have a hard time remembering um, your uh, dreams is that um, the the brain chemicals that are needed to turn short term memory into long term memory are actually not produced during REM sleep. So that's what makes it difficult to actually, once you wake up, to actually to remember. Because you yeah. kind of, well, when you're in that dream, you remember everything that's yeah. going on. But then that moment you wake up, it's trying to, it, it has a hard time turning that to long-term memory. Yeah. Um, and, and that's because chemicals in your brain are kind of preventing that. So. Yeah. That's, I, man, I wish I could remember my dreams. I wish that would, I, that I could just, I've, I've tried different tactics. And yeah. I just feel like. I don't know. I think the only thing that works is if I write it down. Yeah, you, I think you have to write it down. Yeah. Yeah. And like um, immediately you yeah. have to write it down. Yeah, for sure. wait more than like a minute. No. Um, uh, so just a little bit of the history, going back to a little bit to the history, uh, Eugene Esernsky and Nathan hmm. Kleetman okay. um, from the University of Chicago were the ones who actually discovered what REM sleep was in 1953. Um, and this was well after Sigmund Freud was doing all of his dream research and, um, you know, about the fact that dreams were all about the subconscious and and desires and thoughts and motivations and, you know, all of the sexual innuendo behind dreams and all that kind of stuff. A um, couple other interesting facts that I found um, for this, the trivia side of things for, for our podcast listeners uh, you spend about six years of your entire lifetime dreaming. Yeah, that's uh, so, and and I think that equates to about two hours a day or two hours a night that you are uh, dreaming. And I I saw because I saw that stat too. I was like, that's not real. And then I was like, wait a second, like that's two hours yeah. every single day, t- t- one twelfth of your day yeah. you are dreaming, not even sleeping, dreaming, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and it adds up. Yeah. You can't snore while you're dreaming. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yep. Okay. Oh, man. I should get my wife to wake me up while – apparently I snore. There's no proof. But <laughs> uh, the uh, – I should get her to wake me up when I'm asleep but not snoring and then ask me what I was thinking about because yeah. I might be in a, a deep dream. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, my last one is that – Elephants, they uh, sleep in their non-REM state, standing up, but lay down during their REM state. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty. I, cool. I don't know if they like immediately lie down. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what that transition period is. Yeah. Um, but I just found like that was one of the facts that I found. That's it. well, I'm I'm not to put a hole in that or not not that I'm trying to put a hole in that but essentially like how do they know that like how do they know that this this oh yep you're in this cycle now 
as an elephant, mm-hmm. and then now you're in this cycle lying down. I mean, are they studying the brain during that? Or? Yeah, I th- that's that's how. I mean, with all of this, right? You're, you're mm-hmm. studying. Um, I think it was it E E E C E E U G. Gonna have to correct that one. E E C. You got it right at one point, I think. E E G. I don't know. I'm not going to help you on this one. We'll we'll revisit that one. Yeah. But but the um the evolution of that, you know, brainwave studies and and being able to to actually map that um is how you can figure what stage someone is in. Yeah. Not bad. Well, um that's that's interesting stuff and and a tough thing to bring some history to. Um so kudos to you. Um so you you took a couple of mine in terms of just talking about um, some of some of the REM, REM cycles and whatnot. Um, one of the things that I w- I really focused on uh, or was really curious about, um, and I I talk about you know trying to remember dreams, but um, one of the one of the most challenging things you can do is actually like control your dreams. Mm-hmm. So a lucid dream, and I wanted to kind of just understand a little bit about lucid dreams. Um, and um, I had a little bit, and there was some studies that were done recently. Um, so about half of people say that they can remember experiencing at least one instance of a lucid dream, and uh, some individuals are able to have lucid dreams quite frequently. So there's a lot of strategies, and we won't get into that in this podcast because they're mostly theories, um, but just how you can start to re- um, get into some lucid dream, like actually control your dreams. Mm-hmm. and. I, I've heard, you know, similar to if you can remember your dreams, you have the ability to control your dreams or you're one step closer. So, um, you know, I did it. I tried it for a little bit and I tried, um, you know, writing down dreams. I didn't stay consistent with it because I it's very hard uh, to remember dreams. But if you can start to do that, then you can start, up, start to pick up cues, um, you know, almost like Inception, if you would, uh, where, you know, there's this little trigger that you feel like is a little off or different and then you're able to kind of jump in and say okay now I'm control mm. I, I remember doing it at, at one time um, and I don't remember the <laughs> full dream but I remember um, that I was able to kind of like realize it and then kind of control my path I think I was flying at one point that's a common thing within lucid <laughs> dreams it's like I can fly um, so I remember doing that but um, don't remember much more than that but one of these uh, at what point when you were flying did you realize like oh this is a dream like I can't actually do this well no it was before like it was I realized before I was flying oh, that I was in a dream and then I could fly? flew in my dream but again that was that had to have been like 10 plus years ago yeah um, and they they did actually say um, and it or let's just say 10 years ago because they said uh, in one of these studies that um, it's it's actually relatively uncommon under the age of, I think, 18 to have, you can have lucid dreaming, but, um, but you, I think as you get older, you start to pick up on real clues and and cues within real life versus a dream and whatnot. And then you can, so you were, you were like, um, uh, you could been like an X-Men. Yeah, I could have been. You're like a special child that could have gone to. Some say I'm like an architect for dreams, but, uh, (laughs) you know, um, no, but anyway, so, uh, as I pat myself on the back, I'm really not that great. Um, there was a person, Jane uh, Gackenbach, uh, probably butchered that name, but uh, she's a physicist at um, Grant McEwen University in Canada, and she did some studies, and they found 
that if you're spending hours a day in virtual reality, so like playing video games, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting, um, it's it helps if if nothing else, it's practice, as as she says, um, that uh, to actually control. So she says gamers are used to controlling their game environments, so those people. Um, so that can translate into dreams. Her press research has shown that people who frequently play video games are more likely than non-gamers to have lucid dreams uh, where they can view themselves from outside their bodies. Uh, they were also better able to influence their dream worlds as if controlling a video game character. Um, as someone who plays video games, I don't necessarily know if that helps. I just never remember my dreams, so again, I struggle with if I even, I might even be in my dream and controlling it, and I don't even remember or know when I wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was interesting, nonetheless. Um, and uh, so there was another uh, piece that I wanted to bring up. Um, so uh, you mentioned REM sleep, and and in a lot of ways, it's characterized by a paralysis of of voluntary muscles. Um, so uh, the phenomenon is known as REM atonia. I don't think that's what you're trying to say, but REM atonia and prevents you from acting out your dreams while you're asleep. So you're basically paralyzed mm-hmm. um, during these states, um, basically because of our basically because motor neurons are not stimulated. Your body does not move. And in case in some cases, this perilous can even carry over into the waking state for as long as 10 minutes. Whoa. Um, a condition known as sleep paralysis, which I've heard of that. I didn't know yeah. what that was. Yeah. Now I know. Um, so while this experience can be frightening, experts advise that it's perfectly normal and should only last a few minutes before the normal muscle control returns. Now, I also saw that um, people who who occasionally get sleep paralysis, um, they can also um, be kind of – one, they're freaking out because mm-hmm. they're like, I can't move my body. I'm stuck. Um, and also, uh, hallucination is actually pretty common during that state. So you might see a demon or a whatever, yeah, yeah, a yeah. leprechaun or something, whatever you dream about, Brian, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they might see that in their room or whatever, and that could also, you know, give them anxiety or freak them out. So I thought that was, um, really interesting. Um, the, uh, another one, uh, also kind of a cool thing, um, or interesting, you talked about, um, that brand that, that's trying to, um, you know, that works on ice cream for, you know, people who eat that. And there's some studies that, um, rated how often they experience nightmares on a scale of zero to four, um, and compared people who stay up late versus people who, you know, so night owls basically versus people who go to bed early. Um, and the stay up late types scored on average a 2.1 compared to the morning types who averaged a 1.23, which, uh, that's pretty sick. That's actually very significant, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so basically moral of the story, if you stay up late, there's a higher likelihood that you're going to have nightmares than if you go to bed early and wake up early, um, just uh, and you know there's uh, i think a number of reasons and and rem cycles kind of factor in on all of that but if you are having issues with nightmares i recommend just trying to go to bed earlier <laughs> even though you might not want to go to bed maybe go to bed a little bit earlier and then the last thing cuz i'm spending a lot of time cuz there was a lot of interesting stuff um was just uh touching a little bit on uh what they call deja vu mm-hmm. um and there's a lot to this, and there's a lot of theories on deja vu and what influences it. 
well, the most common uh, influencer of deja vu is that um, they propose that it is a memory-based experience, not necessarily dream-based, but memory-based. And um, what uh, you know, what you may have seen might be similar to this uh, in some ways, or it actually might be you in the moment right then. Sometimes your your mind is tricking you, um, where the moment is literally just that moment Mm -hmm. and a a trigger. And I think it's real. I forget exactly what it was, but I think it was related to your memory um, and what um, your, to, to be able to trigger your memory back to an older memory or trigger that skill in your brain. um, It actually is like confusing your brain because it's just trying to register what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's almost like a a lapse in your brain at that moment um, is another theory that has, you know, occasionally been proven, but again, there's there's so much there. I've got a pretty good uh, back in the day for for some deja vu. Let's do it. One point twenty one So the I've had deja vu quite a bit. Okay. Uh, and but the epitome of my deja vu was actually being able to predict something happening. You're an oracle. So when I uh, was in high school, um, I was at, at my my house, and I had this deja vu moment. And I, I was like, this is weird. That phone's going to ring, and so-and-so is going to call me. No. Yeah. Swear. No way. Swear. Ah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so my friend had just called me, and it was the weirdest thing ever since then you said it did you say it out loud or did you just think it i i just thought it okay. like i i was like that that phone is gonna ring and like because it was in that moment i knew that phone was gonna ring and and there have been times where i've done that and i'm like okay i think this is gonna happen and it has not happened okay. so i don't know if it was ironic but i knew the who the person was gonna call it wasn't just like i knew the phone was gonna ring right I knew the person who was actually going to call. That's incredibly insane. Yeah. That is so – I I don't even know what I would have done. It. What did you do after that moment? I, did you I ha- tell I everybody? Did, I had to tell the person. <laughs> I was like, you will not believe what just happened. Yeah. Like I had this David John Wu moment and I just knew you were going to call. Yeah. I have no idea why you, I knew you were going to call. Right. But at that moment, I just uh, – that was my – I mean, Weird deja vu. I think at that moment, I I, I I might have just went to the local store and bought some lottery tickets <laughs> and just <laughs> rolled the dice, right? Like, you don't know, maybe. Yeah. Whatever pops in your head at that point. That is so cool. I I So I wanted to bring this up, uh, and I, I didn't – I ran out of time. You, you played me off the stage. Oh, but, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay uh, because it's coming up naturally right now. Um, so we, we, we like to bring up facts. We like to bring up theories. We like to bring up, you know, give, educate the group. And, and this was something that is not probably that. Um, but as you talk about that, it actually gives some credit to this. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read this and this is from, from the glorious internet. Um, so there is a theory that the idea that we live among millions of parallel universes containing millions of versions of ourselves carrying out our own lives with a diversity of different possibilities has always been somewhat exciting thought. So deja vu could actually contribute to this theory, similar to what you experienced at that time. 
Um, believers in this theory claim that the human experience of deja vu can explain can be explained by considering the unsettling feeling of having lived a moment before as a crossover with a parallel universe. This would mean that whatever you were doing while experiencing deja vu is a parallel version of you is doing it in a different universe simultaneously, therefore creating an, an alignment between the two universes. And that is cool and probably not right, <laughs> but I just wanted to say it because yeah. you've just proven it. I, I, I mean, guess. at least in one moment, there, there was a moment where the the world's aligned, the, everything aligned, and now there have been a lot of times where I've had deja vu and I'm like, I think this is going to happen, yeah. and it's never happened again. Sure. Yeah, um, it, things close. But you're maybe just in another universe path that you didn't think of well, the other one, or or right. the the one the one time that I knew it happened mm-hmm. threw everything else off just <sighs> slightly. Yeah, they're on to you. And so, oh man, this is getting way. I, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in. We should have a conspiracy podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh. Ooh. Ooh. that'd be fun. Well, um, I I kind of want to know so. Uh, as you did all this research, I, I mm-hmm. found my find myself. So I did a little bit um, last night. Um, most of it two nights. Well, most of the the research behind it mm-hmm. two nights ago, and then did looked up for my news last night. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm a fairly regular dreamer, mm-hmm. um, but the last two nights I've definitely had a lot of dreams. Yeah. And, and so I want to know, are you in the same boat or what, what do you – So first and foremost, uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, I I probably am a good dreamer. Um, I am a terrible rememberer of that dreamer. Um, dreams? Dreams? Um, anyway, I, I don't typically remember my dreams. I would say probably one out of 20 times. Uh, really? 20 sleeps. Really? Uh, maybe. You know, maybe. Um, which is funny because to your question – I did have multiple dreams last night, um, and I went to bed actively thinking, because that's actually part of it. Sometimes you can influence your dreams. That's a little taste of um, of what uh, um, goes into lucid dreaming, mm-hmm. is you can kind of influence it in that way. I did not influence it the right way. I just influenced the fact that I wanted dreams, and I told myself I'm going to wake up. When I wake up, I'm going to say out loud what my dream was or dream was, and I or dreams were – and I had a couple. I immediately forgot two of the three that I had last night. Um, but I do remember one, um, and it's very simple. But I remember purchasing a fish, <laughs> and I don't know why. Um, and it was just I like basically purchasing a fish in a bag, like a goldfish. Um, and that I was, was thinking. My... I was thinking like a fish you were going to eat. Like, no, I wasn't going to eat it. So. And the crazy thing is, and I'm sure a lot of people know this, is that writer, writer, real or whatever, there are there are websites dedicated towards understanding your dreams. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, I'm just curious. What what does buying a fish mean in a dream? Like that's a thing. And a, there's a whole page <laughs> dedicated towards buying fish. And there's different levels of it. So there's buying a live fish, buying a dead fish, buying a fish or been buying a fish in a net. Like there's so many stages of it. Mine was just very simply buying a fish in a bag. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what it meant, and it made me laugh. Uh, so if someone has seen buying a dream, buying uh, a fish in their dream means your ability to keep in control, uh, sorry, means that 
um, your ability to keep in control, or it signifies power. So if the dreamer sees himself buying a fish, you know, active and alive, but uh, as to the number of fishes bought, not highlighted. Um, so, but it, it in some cases it's re- it's connected to relationships. Um, and uh, I'm already married, so it says buying a fish in a dream speaks to my desire to keep my control or power over the woman with whom I'm married, which I don't quite understand. Um, but this kind of dream could serve as your guide to have a nourishing relationship with the woman you're with. So anyway, there are like like that really like as simple as buying a fish means something apparently. Yeah. Um, and when you I, I think what I've I will I will very rarely will I look up a dream though I was curious today. Um, but I will if I have a reoccurring dream because mm. then I feel like something's up, like mm. something's happening here, and I just want to know what the internet tells me about what that means, and um, at least to give some type of sense of of knowing what it is. Yeah. But what what were your dreams? Or, or All right. Dream? So so we'll go back to two nights ago. Um, I had a dream on a train with coworkers, okay, um, and some random other people, uh, and we were working on. Um, the the management system, the asset management system that I work with at work, mm-hmm. um, on a train. Exciting, <laughs> yeah. Going through the countryside. The train makes it really exciting, though. Well, Sigmund Freud apparently says trains going into tunnels m- indicates a sexual arousal. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> like with coworkers and what? Like, yeah, weird, weird, weird. Yeah. Um, okay, then um, part of my Netflix news. Okay. Was actually um, basically saying that by binge watching and and you know doing a lot of things that that people do like sitting down and just really immersing themselves nowadays mm-hmm. that really influences their their dreams and yeah. um, so I was binge watching Shooter on Netflix last night. Okay, and one of my dreams from last week or from last night was um, I was at the Shooter's house um, in. A, like a snowy remote location um, with three other people around uh, this campfire and you know we were like staking out this place oh. and yeah it was and then all of a sudden we just all got up and yeah. walked away I was like yeah <laughs> there's no say I, that's where like uh, there, there was a whole like there's a whole backstory that I can't exactly remember it was like we were we all flew in to this location remote location from various places around mm-hmm. the country and whatever like i can't exactly remember that one uh, well it the the cool thing and funny thing about dreams is that when you actually have the ability to remember them and you talk them out it, it so often makes no sense at yeah. all i remember i was i i, I actually wrote down a, a dream i had uh, maybe 2 weeks ago um and and partially because of this episode but um it was just this ridiculous. I was also on a train and uh, like I was trying to save family members in another country. And I got on a train to go to like Italy or something. And then I went to like through Japan. And like, it was just like, what? This makes no sense at all. But yeah. this magical train just goes all through the world. And uh, it just, it was very, and at the moment it does, it makes complete sense. And as you're like telling it, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. And then you're like, no, it doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. The the one um, so the last one I think is is an interesting one because it's com- same night but completely different than um, what I had previously dreamed about it with the shooter episode because mm-hmm. sometimes I will go back into that same dream which yeah. is kind of crazy to think about like I'll wake up and then go back into it yeah um, but this one I was 
I was at an old uh, old coworker's house, and I apparently was taking care of their cat, which okay. this person does not appear to me to be a cat person. Okay, but whatever that is. Um, and there was a break in in the back, like oh. somebody broke in Exciting. while I was inside trying to return this cat, and I I didn't necessarily break into the house, but like the person didn't know I was returning the cat. <laughs> Yeah. And so I was inside texting them and saying, hey, can I can I bring the cat back? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I was like, okay, good, because I'm already in your house. Because <laughs> I'm already in your house. <laughs> but then there was a break-in in the back. And so I, I go to the back, and I'm chasing this person down, yeah. but I can't speak. Oh, no. Yeah. So I – and that's, I think, when I realized that I was in a dream. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden, like, I become all macho and, like – spin and kick and whatever like yeah. something that I'd probably in real life uh, probably not do yeah. if the person is running away like I just let him run away right. but for some reason I decided to chase him down and like took him down well that's the cool thing about uh, the end of a dream or maybe it's not even the end of the dream but when you wake up or like slightly slip out of that last cycle you can like you did you can then slip back into it and almost at that point know you were dreaming and go into a lucid state where you are now doing things that are different yeah. and how you might operate you know knowing that you have all the powers in the world yeah. so it's interesting nonetheless yeah well uh, I think it's time for uh, some dreams friendship tests we just become best friends yep so this week's it's it's a little weird to kind of have a friendship test over sure. this because there's no like this or that are you scenario. a dreamer or not yeah so so uh, I decided for our first one, we, we need to apply this to kind of reality and and kind of pop culture. Mm-hmm. So dream sequences in, in TVs and movies, are they good, bad thing, cop out? What are your thoughts on them? Well, I know you're a big video guy, and I do like movies. Uh, I would probably fall – I mean, this is probably a cop out, but uh, probably somewhere in the middle. I think – Certain movies do it well, um, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and other movies, it just is a cheesy way of just you know getting back into you know something. Or or, or a lot of times, honestly, when you when they jump into dreams, it's more even foreshadowing into something that's going to happen later on, which is kind of interesting. But. Yeah, my my least favorite thing is is for something that happened for you know multiple minutes and then. You reveal to the audience that it was all of all a dream. Mm. That that's where I'm coming out with this question is yeah. like like M- Apollo 13. There's this whole terrible sequence. You know, obviously there's also this terrible sequence that happens. You know, in real life, but sure. in in the dream, it's like even worse sequence, and people are dead and everything. Mm. And then all of a sudden he wakes up. Yeah, uh, I think that's just a cop out. Like I think yeah. that's that's not good storytelling. You, you. There are certain ways I think you can use utilize a dream and and somewhat foreshadow or help tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to have something happen and then try to trick the audience to say, "Oh no, that was just a dream." Yeah, like I agree with that. Uh, this is way before our time, but but I think one of the most um, notable instances of this is the Newhart Show, oh, okay. where on the final episode. They wake up um, in bed, and apparently the whole series was a dream. Yeah. Well, uh, 
well, I'm not even going to spoil it. Well, I'm I'm probably spoiling this for people who didn't watch it, but I believe that, and we might have to correct this, but uh, that's what happened with Lost, wasn't it? At the end of Lost, uh, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't watch. I watched the first season of Lost, and I I think I remember hearing that uh, at the very end they're like, "Oh no, everybody already died," and it was just like a dream or like this wasn't even real. It's like yeah. what? Like you can't end. No, but yeah. I will say that the something now this wasn't like re replaying in some ways or just saying, "Oh, that was a dream." But the ending of Inception, I think, was spectacular. Yeah, and see, because it, it makes you think like. Because I mean, the movie's all about it's dreams. All, it's all about and, reality yeah. and not reality, yeah. right? So, and I, so I think that the fact that that happens at the end with the spinning top, and you're like, wait a second, is that top going to fall or is it not? And if it falls, then we're we're good. But it, it does, it's not falling. Then this was all a freaking dream, or we're still in a dream, and that it's just mind blowing. Yeah. I, I love the debate of that, and we don't have time to debate it, but yeah. Um, but I thought they did a really good job, uh, not only with the movie, but just how, like how they ended that movie. It was yeah, very thought provoking. I, I, I would agree that that that's a good instance of utilizing dreams, and I mean the whole movie is around dreams, and and so you know to to kind of provoke thought that way mm-hmm. is is one thing, but then just to say like, oh, I, I needed to fill twenty minutes. Oh, that was all fake. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. he's gonna wake up and and go through something completely different. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. agreed. Now, do you? Uh, do you ever dream in in black and white? I don't or are you think a color so. Guy? I'm hard. I don't. I don't know that I necessarily. I was trying to think of that when, mm-hmm. uh, after dreaming the last couple of days, and I don't know if it's necessarily in full color or if it's a little bit more monochromatic than anything else. Sure. I don't think it's black and white because, like, yeah. As I think about the um, shooter, yeah. Uh, dream that I had the other night it was I felt like it was a lot of blue okay. uh, tint to what was fairly black and white but that was because it was like a lot of snow right um, so I I don't know I couldn't definitively tell you that I dream in color yeah so I, I probably couldn't as well um, though if I had to say I dream in one thing or the other, I believe uh, it is in color. And that's partially um, because of actually another re- study uh, that I found. And, there, again, there's a lot of them. Um, that black and white um, dreaming is actually significantly um, uncommon in anyone born um, after a certain time. So yep. basically if you grew up watching a black and white TV or yep. that was a part of your, your – um, your life, um, then you are more likely and significantly more likely to dream in black and white mm-hmm. than uh, someone who has not. So for yep. us who didn't grow up with black and white, it's very rare yep. that we would, yep. uh, according to the studies. Yeah. So. Well, um, should we delusional thinking? I mean, yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I, I do have one more thing. Oh, okay. Because I want to give you my last piece of news since okay. I... <laughs> Yeah, you, you, I get the pick, and you do it anyway. Just well, steamroll the whole thing. Well, right? I just, I, you know, I found it interesting. This study that I, I, I uh, it's an Australian study on B six, vitamin B six, mm-hmm. um, most prevalent in in bananas, tuna, and avocado. Okay, uh, that they did this study, which they gave uh, uh, half of the participants two hundred and forty milligrams of of B6, which is a lot. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, 1.4 milligrams of B6 is the 
daily allotment for males and 1.2. So they, they were giving them 240 <laughs> milligrams. Ow. But They're jacked up on B6. <laughs> what it did do, uh, real quick, is it uh, they were able to rec- uh, recall 64% uh, more of their dream content. <laughs> Where do I find this B6? <laughs> but, like, that's a lot of B6 you have to consume. <laughs> yeah, but if you're, you know, even if I take half of that, if I can recall 30% more than most people, I'm in. I'm going to eat more bananas. Yeah. Hear me out. I'm doing it. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Even though you forced that on me. Sorry. I I really wanted to. I have three options for you, Justin. I'm going to read all three of them anyway. Um, <laughs> well, well, they are fun. They are. I, I had to give the listeners all yeah. the information that there they – There you go. Yeah. And, and plus, we're right at about 57 minutes, which is normally when we do our delusional thinking. Oh. You really are crazy. Well, uh, this one's a fun one, uh, I, th- I think, and, and I'm, I'm always, as always very curious to hear your opinion, Brian. Um, but our delusional question, question this week is, you have the option, you have two, um, and you can't choose both, like you talked about your, your news earlier. Um, <laughs> so you can either... I want it all! <laughs> you can either remember every dream you have vividly, like... Like it was a real thing that happened. Yeah. Um, or you only need three hours of sleep a day and you can fall asleep at will. So I'm going to assume your three hours of sleep means you are well rested um, or at least an average normal night of sleep. Um, and uh, you can do it at will. So what are your thoughts? Uh, I I don't know that I would have – now. I, I did see a lot of a lot of things that occurred based off of people's dreams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the sewing machine or sewing needle, I think. Yeah, uh, was was claimed yeah, to be Einstein's theory of relativi- relativity. Yeah, uh, Paul McCartney's one of his songs, yeah. "Help," I think was oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there's there's a whole list of things that are credited to dreams. Sure. Uh, so so that is a little bit enticing to be able to remember something and, and I but the fact that I only would have to sleep three hours and mm-hmm. get the energy of of eight hours of sleep or nine hours of sleep, however much, you know, you as an individual need, I, I don't know that I can pass that up because like I would be able to fall asleep at will. I'm a horrible sleeper now. Yeah. Just absolutely horrible. Okay. Uh, I mean Last night, I think I woke up at about 4 a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep. Didn't have to, you know, go anywhere or do anything until about 6.30. And, like, I I was wide awake at 4 a.m. Weird. That sounds awful. Yeah. And I remembered both those dreams. Well, that's good. Maybe you were so focused on waking up right after a dream was over that that could have been your brain just was like, "Wake up and remember this." But that what's bad is I had two separate dreams last night, so that meant at about two thirty, I probably woke up, remembered that first one, then went back to sleep, and at about four, oh. Now, one thing I will say is I am a very good power napper. 
Okay. The idea behind a power nap, I'm really good at. That okay. 20, 20 to 25 minutes, oh, man. I if am. I'm tired, I I'd set an alarm, and I am golden. Yeah. But that being said, being able to just – it's hard to pass up just three hours of sleep, and, and, and you could be so much more productive and, you know, so much more room for activities. Yeah. Um, okay, so my thoughts are uh, – polar opposite of yours and it's not even close wow uh, really i i thought about it for a minute um of doing the uh three hours of sleep and my uh, I'll, I'll focus on the positives first of, of the vivid dreaming um, before i get to the negatives of the other one but the vivid dreaming to me has always been something that i've been curious about and um, to your point, to your point, and what we were talking about, where it's you know help inspired some things and whatnot. Dreams are just ridiculous, and they're bold and they're different a lot of the times. Or sometimes you just buy a fish, but <laughs> but in all a cases, fish and you want power over your significant apparently. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, I think to be able to remember these dreams um, is just really not only cool but i as as someone who is in marketing and um you know deals with creativity and the challenge of coming up with ideas and whatever it may be a lot of a lot of cases that's something just really cool to me i feel like there'd be so much crazy wacky things that would come out i don't think i have anything at least that i can remember that i'm i was like oh yeah like i want to remember that like there are some stupid things that i have sure sure but now you have to remember all those. Yeah, I'm going to remember all of them. I already have a bad memory, so if I can fill in my, which actually might influence, you know, what I how I live my life, because I now have this this uh, file system in my brain of just all of the memories um, that I have and remembering them vividly. Um, I don't know. I just think there'd be a lot of cool. And again, there's a lot of duds in there, like like that. But um, but I think you can buying a fish, like buying a fish, but. But I think there's a there's there, there's a potential for some great stuff to come out, and the, at the very least, I'm going to be a great storyteller because it's just fun talking about dreams. Like if you if I could remember every dream, I'm like all right, guys, let's let's gather around and let's have a, a fun story like story time with story, Justin. Yeah, and I could tell a vivid dream that I had as long as it wasn't weird, and like tell it to a group of people and it would probably be hilarious because it'd be all over the place. But apparently trains and fish and everything's off limits. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. But so, again, I don't I only remember buying a fish. There could have been a a car chase in my dream and I don't remember that, but I remember buying a fish. That's the only thing I remember from that. Dream. So so what was the cons to you said you had some cons to this three hours of sleep. Yeah, so the cons to the three hours of sleep, and I feel like we might have touched on this before, but the cons to three hours of sleep is simply this. I will get bored out of my mind with that much extra time in my schedule. If I only sleep for three hours a day, that means that I am now awake for the other 21 hours. And that is too much time to be awake. I don't want to be awake. You only that time. need three hours. That doesn't mean you have to. Well, then at that point, then I'm just going to sleep a normal eight hours, and then <laughs> there's no purpose of this this skill. I I. But but don't don't you ever want to just fall asleep at will? I mean, like I think that's no. a powerful thing of just being able to like, all right, 
I, I need to go to bed right now. Boom, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, the at will, I will say, is the more appealing piece to that, uh, you know, those two factors there. Um, because there are times when I, I do wish I could fall asleep at will. But I actually, contrary to you, I actually, and contrary to my, to my wife, um, have limited issues falling asleep um, on a daily basis. Like I, I put my head down, I put my phone down, and within 10 minutes I'm asleep. Really? Almost every night. Um, and, you know, I mean, so I'm a little put, bit more of a night owl. But You but, put your head down first and then your phone down, and you can still fall asleep that quickly. Head down first. I might look at my phone for a little bit and then put my phone down. And yep, I'm out almost. Wow. And I, I always wondered. Um, we could have even focused on it here. I always wondered, like, if you are, um, you're going to bed because my wife, you know, has trouble falling asleep sometimes. And for for me, I just I'm like, well, just let your mind wander, like, because I my mind just goes all over the place, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, I'm out, and. I, like when she does it, she's like, no. Then I'm like stressing about this and that and Same. what does this mean and thinking about tomorrow. And, and it's like, I don't – I mean, yeah, I think about that stuff. But then because of my mind is all over the place, it puts me to sleep. So it's interesting how people work differently in that way. And so yeah. I typically – you know, I, I will say I don't typically have issues falling asleep at night. Uh, I do not like naps. Um, I don't take you naps. don't like naps? No. Oh, my uh, goodness. That no. should have been a friendship <laughs> test. <laughs> it oh. should have been because, yeah, I am, I'm not a napper. I get the appeal to it, but uh, that to me is a waste of time. Uh, I would rather be awake doing something than, than taking a nap. Power nap, 20 minutes, boom, yep. done. No, waste of 20 minutes. Wow. <laughs> huh. Well, yeah. We will have to see if we continue this podcast after <laughs> that discussion. Naps are overrated. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks again for for joining us here on the the quest for one hundred. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun time uh, talking about our dreams here. Um, we uh, we can be followed if you'd like to like listen in at uh, Quest for One Hundred podcasts on Facebook. Um, and uh, we'll be posting episodes there. We're and, done with Twitter. Well, Twitter's still around. <laughs> it's just we don't really use it that often. When, hey, when we hit a hundred active listeners or, or unique listeners, I will I will make some posts on Twitter. But until then, I won't do it. Only Facebook. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Justin. This is fun. Yeah, this was this was a blast. Yeah. Uh, uh, until next time on the Quest for One Hundred. Thanks for tuning in.